Welcome to episode one of the Other New York podcast. It is currently April 15th. I am sitting at the kitchen table in our beautiful house that we rent in the Elmwood Village up in Buffalo. Looking out the window, it is snowing pretty heavily, actually. I'm drinking a ruby red Kolsch from Genesee Brewing. And we are amidst a worldwide quarantine at the moment. Uh, that all seems pretty normal for the times, on par. But uh, hopefully one day we can look back and see how actually... Uh, it's a little bizarre. The whole situation's a bit bizarre. Hopefully we can look back and laugh at it. And uh, hopefully we grow from all of this. Um, I hope you and your family are staying safe throughout all these crazy times. Uh, yeah, but uh, before we get this episode started, I wanted to give a brief introduction to who we are as a company and what we plan to do with the company and the podcast moving forward. Uh, so my name is Greg Moyer. I uh, run Leftern with my girlfriend, Melissa Allen. Uh, our goal is to uh, connect people to the creators within Western New York. So whether that be the uh, painters, the designers, the artists, the musicians, the uh, small business owners, we want everybody to uh, get the recognition and the attention they deserve. And we want to grow the city into, you know, it's already great, but we want to grow it to even bigger proportions. And we want everybody to support local businesses and the people right in their backyard. And, uh, so that everybody can see growth and everybody can uh, prosper from it. And we also have our own projects as well that we want to put out along the way. So a couple times a year, we're going to produce projects that help support local artists as well as charitable foundations and families along the way who need our support. So with an example of last year, we did Leftern Game Day series, which for every Bills game, for every home Bills game, we had a local artist design a poster for the, the specific games that you could take home and you could frame on your wall. And it kind of, you know, as a memory, kind of like a concert tour poster you would get at a uh, music concert that you could remember the game by. Uh, it's all game specific and the artist gets paid and we give some money to charity along the way. We help some really awesome charities um, through that project. But that's just a glimpse of what uh, the type of projects we'll be doing moving forward. If this is the first time you're hearing about that project, um, you haven't missed out completely. Some of the posters have sold out, but there are still a handful left on our website, uh, www.leftern.co. You can see the link in our bios on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, again, some of the posters from last season's games are still available. They were all done by local artists and they all support uh, local charities. So take a look at that if you haven't yet. For this year's Slated, we have not announced publicly yet, but we will be doing Leftern Game Day Series Part 2. Uh, this time around, we are going to accept designs from all of the artists that worked with us last year that want to do it again this year, as well as we want to reach out to more artists as well. And uh, in doing that, we're going to have to expand the project a little bit. So we're going to be doing all 16 games this season. So home and away, each game will have its own poster. So we're pretty excited about that. We're going to get the ball rolling as soon as we get word about a schedule or what is going on with the football season. Uh, and then regardless of the football season, we have another project that I can't really touch on yet because we're still ironing out lots of the details. But we are putting out our own product come holiday season that we've been putting together over the past year with uh, people around town and ourselves. And we are insanely excited about that and as we uh again as we iron out details we'll uh keep you guys posting on all on all that um in the meantime in between projects you can follow us at leftern co on instagram and twitter um on instagram we usually are promoting artists around town uh musicians around town small like magnifying small businesses that you can uh help support and then on Twitter, we're doing much of the same thing with uh, biased sports takes and corny jokes kind of peppered in between. So uh, we hope to have something for everybody. We try to cover every demographic of people. We put out playlists on our Spotify. You can look at um, Lefter and Spotify. We have a bunch of playlists. Um, we play video games and we go on Twitch and we broadcast for people. If you're into the whole gaming scene with this quarantine, you know, we're doing that a lot more often than usual. Um, but yeah, between those and this podcast, we really want to uh, give people content in between our big projects that we focus on. That being said, with this podcast, we've never done anything like this. So bear with us. Um, this is episode one. 
and it's obviously not in person. It's over a Zoom call, so we're still working out the kinks. Uh, it's going to be a work in progress. Um, we don't have any broadcasting backgrounds outside of TV production class when I was like 14. So bear with us. We're going to grow along the way. We have ideas of who we want on the show and what we want to talk about with the show, but we're always open to suggestions. If you guys ever want to like reach out to us and say, hey, you guys should talk to this guy or this girl, or hey, you guys should talk about this, um, we're always open to suggestions. So just reach out to us. We're an open book. We'll talk to you, DM us, whatever you want to do. We're here for you. And uh, specifically, this podcast, um, it's the Other New York podcast. We're going to be talking with personalities around town that inspire us. And uh, we wanted it to be a very personable, conversation-driven project. So we were going to have people come into our homes. We were going to cook for them, you know, have a few drinks with them, and just really have a conversation. And uh, just, you know, we didn't want the podcast to be an interview, per se. So um, obviously, during these times, we can't really have anybody at our house, nor do we want to. So we're doing all of these chats in the meantime over Zoom calls, which is a little less personable, a little less natural. So for this episode, uh, we sent Del, Del Reed, who was our first guest, um, a little bit of layout of stuff we wanted to talk to, um, but we opened it up to conversation as well. And we kind of bounced ideas back and forth along the way. So yeah, getting into Del, Del Reed is our first guest. We're happy to have him on board. If you didn't already know, Del Reed uh, co-founded the Bills Mafia. He actually invented the hashtag Bills Mafia on Twitter in the early 2010s. Uh, since then, it's grown to epic proportions. Uh, you know, has a form all to its own now, um, being used by people all over the world. If you're a Bills fan or talking about Bills fans, you're talking about Bills Mafia. So it's pretty crazy that he started that and to see how far it's come. He also owns a company locally called 26 Shirts. Uh, it's a t-shirt company um, that gives back a couple bucks to charitable foundations and families in need with every purchase. When I moved back to Buffalo last year in May, he was one of the first people I reached out to uh, to meet up with and kind of uh, talk about what we wanted to do with our company, talked about what he, he has done and wants to do with his company moving forward as well. So it was a good guy to know in the city. Um, we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. We're always learning. Um, so that's cool. It's a good relationship to have. Um, and I suggest with business owners and artists around town, just reach out to your peers, reach out to the people that inspire you, um, gain a relationship there. Not everything is a competition, you know? So you can work together to get to a common goal and help each other grow along the way. So Del Reed, great friend and a almost mentor in a sense. So. Glad to have him on our team and glad to have him as our first guest for our first episode. Before I rant too much, this is so strange because I'm sitting at my kitchen table talking to myself about myself. I'm over this already, uh, but just wanted to give you a little layout of who we are as Leftern and with the podcast. Um, without further ado, I will jump into the episode one with Del Reed. All right, Del, how you doing? All right, man. How are you? We're hanging in there. How's uh, how's the Reed family holding up, holding up during all this? We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um, we're going out for daily walks, the four of us. And selfishly, I kind of enjoy being around the kids so much, like all day, every day, uh, just because, you know, going to work and stuff like that. I only get like an hour or two every night, it seems like, with the, with them. And then they have homework and stuff. And so – I. They probably, I'm sure, being teenagers, don't appreciate this as much as I do, <laughs> but I'm, I'm enjoying being around them. Like, my goal when this all began was, like, how close can we get this family to grow together over the next, you know, however many weeks? Right. I don't mean to speak for everybody, but it is a little bit strange that it takes something like this to really, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say anything's taken for granted, but... It just it takes like something like this to kind of like sit back and look at it from a, you know, a bigger view and like, oh, this is what should be happening. And sometimes life makes it hard with work and with all the things that responsibilities that everybody has. It's cool that we can just take a seat and uh, go through this together and, you know, grow from it. It's yeah, not necessarily well, yeah. all negative. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, they're obviously, obviously 
just watching the news, there are some big negatives associated. The biggest negative of all, really, it, it, associated with this. But you know, for for those of us who are doing the whole, you know, shelter in place or you know, staying at home or whatever, uh, that in a lot of ways the virus doesn't affect our lives mm-hmm. like in terms of our health it's obviously affecting everybody's life but um there, there are some positives to, to get out of this definitely and i think at first it was kind of hard to know how you know how serious to take this thing it's it's very apparent that uh we need to stop being so ignorant a flu can definitely have some serious detrimental effects on our culture and on our human population so you know you got to be careful with this kind of stuff yeah, it's definitely a brave new world we're all living in now. Exactly. And me and Melissa were talking about this the other day. It was like, is the world going to be forever changed after this? Like, obviously, the memories of this time will be always in our heads. But I feel like we looked down on germaphobes before, like kind of like in a negative connotation. And now I feel like everybody's going to turn into germaphobe coming out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're, 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 you're probably right. I'm more aware of what I touch now. Exactly. Uh, than ever, I go outside and I touch my face, and I fe- suddenly I feel like this, you know, like ignorant spring breaker. I'm like, oh, how could I? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, no. um, and just going out into public and, and doing things like it, it's just it's crazy. It's good. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, for each of us on our own personal level, what kind of scar tissue we have in our brains left over after all this. Right. Another thing that was weird about all this was like. How desensitized, like, de- how do I say this word? Desensitized to all, all of this happening. It's just like, we've been through so much, especially at my age. You've seen so many crazy things that when they started announcing, like, the shelter in place, like, it didn't, it, I was just like, okay, this is how it's going to be for, like, the next month. Whereas, like, this should be a, you know, it should have been like, this is crazy. This has never happened in history. And it was just kind of like, okay, this is what, how we, you know, this is what we do now. And it's going to be like that for the foreseeable future. So it's just kind of crazy how I think everybody's kind of in the same boat right now. It's just like, this is how it is for the next couple of weeks. And at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, as a business owner, it's just a whole new terrain that I've never thought that I would have to navigate, right. you know, um, at yourself as well. I'm sure, you know, there's all kinds of new curveballs that you have to. There is um, this podcast. And I mean, Selfishly speaking about this podcast, it's just like we wanted you here at our kitchen table. We wanted a cookie dinner. We wanted to have this conversation, you know, face to face, and we can't do that. So we're on the phone here, and you just got to be like resourceful and figure it out and make it work. Well, hopefully, I can take a rain check on that dinner. I I don't mind ever being fed. Always, (laughs) always welcome. Of course, unless it's ready to cook. Favorite. So, yeah, we're just, you know, everybody's trying to figure out how to, you know, work this into their daily life. Um, It's tough. A lot of people are losing jobs. That's so hard to see. Luckily, me and Melissa both have our jobs still at the moment. So we're not taking that for granted. It could be much worse. Um, And you, you're just, you know, you're still trucking with 26 shirts and everything. And, um, you know, the kids are at school. How, How are the kids doing school right now at the house? They're doing all right. They're, they're doing all right. You know, uh, they have, you know, zoom meetings with their teachers and their class and, uh, Google classroom is what they use all the time anyways at school for at least some kinds of homework assignments. So I think the district in general has become a lot more dependent upon that, um, that resource. So uh, they're doing all right. I'm not quite sure how the, um, how it all is going to shake out you know, in terms of grades and everything. So um, I think that my guess, and I overheard this at some point that the grades are maybe being done like on an effort um, basis and not necessarily on a performance basis. So as long as they're putting forth effort, they're going to get, I have, I have no idea. To me, this all is so, it's so weird. It's so bizarre. Um, And we're learning as we go. Yeah. Yeah. But they're doing good. Kids are doing good. That's good. Yeah, my sister's a teacher, so she has to figure out how to teach a class over Zoom. And this is all new <laughs> to her, obviously. So she's figuring it all out. But um, she seems to think this might be almost practice for like uh, society going in this direction, almost like a virtual classroom kind of thing moving forward, like eventually, you know. So it's just weird that this yeah, might I've open got the a... doors to changes. I've got some friends whose uh, 
children are, you know, I think elementary all the way through high school and they actually do distance learning like as a choice right. through like a private school. So um, that's interesting. So who knows, you know, it is, it's interesting though to see how, you know, with the kids at least, how they have to become a little bit more self-motivated now. Exactly. You know? There's a lot and, more to lose when somebody's not, you know, standing over you, making sure you're doing everything. If you miss an online lecture, there's no way to make that up, you know, and you're not with your friends and gathering all the information. It's kind of every man for themselves. It kind of teaches you a, a different kind of responsibility while doing all that schoolwork. Yeah. I think, you know, I think ultimately, you know, though it sounds so weird to say like those that make it through this and <laughs> geez, um, are going to come out better, you know, uh, in a lot of ways and maybe more well-rounded. Right. One thing, one thing, yeah, cross training. Exactly. <laughs> one thing I've really liked about this is it's kind of like forced us all like as a society to kind of slow down, you know, even though, I, I mean, I can only speak from, from my end of things, but you know, even though we're doing things on, with zoom meetings and, still doing phone calls and so much work has just gone digital um, for some reason that that makes it easier to manage and easy, at least this is for my personality easier to turn on and off if that makes sense so um, I kind of like it a lot of what's been going on uh, in our day-to-day -day lives reminds me a lot of you know when I was a kid when there wasn't always you know a hundred things going on at one time right slowing down and becoming resourceful I mean People are going to come out of this and you kind of gain a whole perspective on every single aspect of your daily life. Like it affects everything. So you're going to come out of this with, you know, more knowledge about seeing things from a different perspective and being able to be resourceful. I think that's the biggest thing I've been learning so far. It's just like, all right, well, life goes on. Let's try to figure out how to deal with it in this way, you know, and hopefully things get back to normal sooner than later. But for now, this is how it is. So let's do it. Yeah, it's really interesting. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and it's really interesting. I think a lot of people are going to get a taste of entrepreneurship through this. Even people who are just working for the man, you know, um, at home, I think they're going to get a feel of what it's like to actually control a lot more aspects of their life than they used to. And the irony there is that like everything is so out of control right now, but um, it's almost like that calm eye of the storm kind of thing. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. Everything and, around you and, is going horribly, but you're kind of in your own zone and you have complete control over everything right in front of you. Yeah, so this is going to push, I think, you know, uh, a lot of people into new ways of innovating all kinds of aspects of life that, you know, maybe we've never even thought about. And I'm excited to see kind of what comes out of all this, you know, what kind of new inventions or trends or or apps or whatever i don't know um it's you know the necessity is the mother of invention and so there's a lot of new needs are going to be exposed i think through all of this so, i would have to agree and there's a lot of stuff that a lot everybody everybody has side projects and little things they've been putting off because they're so busy with work so busy with school whatever they got going on their daily daily it's just <laughs> you have time now, you know, everybody has time. So it's like, it's, it's nice to have that time to be able to, okay, I've haven't been able to focus on this and uh, let's do it. We have a lot of side projects we've been putting off for so long and now we can take time to focus and sit down and think about it and not have to worry about some other things that we've been worried about in the past. So. Yeah. And even around the house, right. You know, um, oh it's funny. I've been, you know, joking my wife every day. She's, you know, um, I say this in the nicest way possible. I don't mean it negatively at all. Like she's type A, you know, she's got to be doing something. She has to be moving towards something and accomplishing something. And so she, the past uh, two and a half weeks or whatever it's been, has done like a little different project around the house. Cause she's a teacher by trade, but she's a sub. So she's furloughed right now. Um, and so <laughs> I've been joking that, you know, by the end of all this, we're going to have an addition on the back of the house because you can be like, Oh, well, you know, I had time. So yeah. I just got some lumber and, you know, no, 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 I got this. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It, <laughs> what's well, that banging? You know, yeah. it's kind of funny. Melissa's that kind of way with cooking. So in this time, there's a lot of like stress, almost anxious cooking going on and baking. And I'm profiting from all of this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just funny to see how, you know, what you can do with more time and things are different. Our house is cleaner than it's ever been. 
I think. Yep, same. <laughs> same. It is smells like Lysol. Lysol wipes is like now the scent of my life. Right. Like fresh yeah. air kind of smells a little weird. Lysol wipes, that smells perfect. <laughs> it's kind of like the baseline now for normal. Exactly. Just a hint of Lysol. Um, that being said, there is, in this time when so much is going on around you, you know, it's important to keep a level head and there's a lot of ways you can relieve stress and kind of like keep yourself from being too anxious during all of this. And you said just taking walks with your family is one way you've been dealing with it. Uh, what are some other things you guys have been doing that are a little bit different? Maybe like, you know, getting together, watching movies, watching TV, talking, playing board games. Is there anything else you guys have been doing that kind of, it's almost like serving as therapy? Yeah, I'm going to be a Rona Cube champion by the end of all there this. You go. <laughs> so we've probably played more you know, card games and board games and dice games than we ever have in the past, you know, several years combined. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to limit, you know, the amount of television that we take in and everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, even with the news, I'm trying, like, try, I'm trying to keep up on what's going on, but at the same time, I don't need to hear the same headline three or four times over and over exactly. again. Like, Especially when it's opinionated versus like factual sometimes. So it's a little, which is most of the news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's tough. So, um, but we've had, you know, we've had a movie night, like over the weekend, we powered through the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings and, um, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. It's fun. Especially since, uh, my younger daughter, she'd seen it, but it had been so many years, you know, since she last saw it. Um, so a lot of it for her was seeing it for the first time and those extendeds, you don't watch those over and over again. Like I probably only seen them a few times. I don't even think I've seen them. I mean, I saw oh, all really? those movies in theaters I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings guy. Like I saw all the movies. So it was like, I'm a fan enough to go see, enjoy the story, enjoy the, you know, the filming of everything and the acting. But, um, I've never had them on DVD or anything. So I've never really like, you know, dove into all of them. Well, um, might have to borrow them. Yeah. You're more welcome to borrow it off me sometimes. So you can drive up, you can throw it out your window. I'll pick it up on the porch and, uh, they're really nice. I might like walk them up and gently place them on (laughs) the porch. (laughs) Almost like you're being knighted. Just kneel them at the porch. I like that. But, but yeah, so we've done movie night and you know, we've tried to, it's kind of fun to have things to look forward to, you know, for sure. We're eating dinner at the, the dinner table, which sounds absurd. Like we should, I mean, it's just me and Melissa in the house. Um, and a lot of the times when we're busy and we only have a couple hours each night to, you know, unwind, we find ourselves eating meals in front of the TV a lot, which is not a good trend to get into. No. So this time is like, oh, we're actually using our kitchen table. This is nice. We have this time <laughs> to kind of like relax, decompress, vent a little bit about work because work is kind of crazy for us right now. Yeah. So it's just nice. Um, another thing, sorry to put this image in your head, but taking baths, like hadn't done it in 10 years doing it again incredible i don't know you know if anybody needs to hear this but take more baths whoever no, okay well i'm not going there with you you know <laughs> I just the idea of laying in my own filth never really oh did. you were never a bath guy uh, i mean i was as a kid and then i realized like you're laying in like, filth so when i when i wash off like it's still there all right well how about this take a shower then maybe take a bath yeah i can get on board with that okay Okay. I can get on board with that, you, or you even know, even vice versa. But okay. like probably that, probably what you suggested. It's unreal. I mean, we don't have a jacuzzi. If we had like a hot tub or a jacuzzi type situation, I would never take another bath again. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but we got to work with what we got. So the tub is yeah, what we got. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, but we're all discovering new, you know, new things. You know, glass of wine, a nice soothing playlist, and a bath is the best therapy I've gotten in ten years. It's incredible. So well, when you highly put it that suggested. Way, maybe I can get on board. After exactly. Highly suggested after taking a shower, of course. So yeah, uh, yeah, little things like that. Get yourself on a routine too, like a little bit. I mean, all these little things yeah. can help with your mental health. It goes a long, long way before, you know. And we've been like posting recipes of stuff we've been cooking in the house. And even if it goes upon like deaf ears, it's just like, you know, I think boring dinners will make us go crazy before like isolation ever will. So <laughs> you got to keep it. Everybody's got their pantry goods, but we can spice everything up a little bit, you know. And uh, keep things refreshing, even if they're the same thing over and over. Yeah, you mentioned routine. That's been a thing that we've tried to to stick with through this whole thing, like making sure that we're up, that the girls are up, like, you know, 8 a.m. at the latest, you know, just moving through the day. And um, because my my older daughter says how all her friends are sleeping in until – you know, 11, 12, one o'clock yeah, yeah. and then they're doing all their school. I'm like, mm. that's going to get old real fast. <laughs> well, yeah. And not only that, like it sounds, it sounds corny, you know, but that, that, that is a setup for, for a lot of ways 
for like depression. You know what I mean? Because suddenly like you're not in sync with the rest of the world. Like how, you know, having lived through it, you know, that, that in the past, like it's a, it's a big deal. So we were sure. trying to say like, all right, school's not happening, but you're still, you still have responsibilities. You're right. still We've been doing some um, home workouts. I mean, it's the bare minimum. We don't have a gym set up in our house, yeah. but a little bit of cardio here and there, a little bit of like bare minimum stuff can release so much stress and anxiety. It's, it's been huge help for us. So we hope people are doing the same, you know, because before you know it, we'll be out of this thing and, you know, hopefully we uh, grew from it instead of, but not like physically, you know, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I've actually been like, I need goals to get yeah. through this. I need to have something I'm looking forward exactly. to. I need, and so I've been actually like, I see a lot of people talk about how like uh, they ate through all of their Corona snacks, like in the first day or something. Yeah. Like and I was, I've actually been like, my goal is to like maybe lose a little weight through all this. Right. Which is, and when uh, you're not seeing people, you're like, oh, I don't care if I look like a slob, but it's like, that takes a toll on your, like subconsciously, like it takes a mm-hmm. toll on your body, your mental health and everything. So it, it, you got to keep does. all that stuff in line. It makes great Twitter jokes, but in real life, like, for sure. it's not. It's good for the memes, you know, bad for the health, for sure. For, yeah, yeah, no doubt. And one more thing that's kind of funny from all this is my head is kind of upside down. So for the first time in 20 years, the hair on my head is longer than the hair on my face, which is really weird because I normally get I normally get a haircut like every three weeks and it's always pretty short. Right. Um, so now it's like getting to the point now where it's still short by I think most human standards but for me this is the longest it's been in ages yeah we're so. hyper excessively taking care of everything about our bodies and mental state but hair is not one of those things i plan on growing my hair out my beard out until this thing is over just because i never get the chance to why not yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's, that's kind of working for me is how yeah um in no other circumstance in life am i going to be letting my hair grow out so might as well just do it now exactly you know? I'm one of those scumbags, though. I don't have an excuse of like not being able to get to the hairdresser. I cut my own hair because I am a degenerate. So I've always <laughs> cut my own hair. <laughs> so I have no excuse. I could totally do it anytime, just the same as always. But hey, we have the time to grow it out. Let's do it. That's funny. Yeah, you should say that. I used to cut my own hair all the time, which was just the equivalent of like just taking a buzz. And That's just what doing I do. It. It's just. And then, yeah. And then I got married, and my wife was like, no, you need to have. Melissa's well, almost fade. at that point. Yeah, she, yeah. she begged me to go to the hairdresser. I'm like, yeah, you want to pay for it? I'm like, yeah, cut <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> I do miss my barber though. Like, I just miss him. Like, it's been a while. Like, we'll have him call in. Have him call into this. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I can't even. Funny. I can't wait to see Joe again. I'm like, Joe, Joe. Joe, if you're listening, we miss you dearly. Oh, I miss you, man. I doubt <laughs> you're listening, but I really miss you. Hope you're That's doing so well. Funny. The last thing about quarantine before we. I mean, this is all that anybody's talking about, so I don't want to go too far into it. But life sure. without sports. Who would have seen that coming? What's going on? How are you dealing with it? Is it that big of a deal? Are you coping better than you thought you would have coped? What's going on? I'm doing fine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with the caveat that I own a, a t-shirt company that 90% of the designs are based on what's going on in sports right. time. But um, on a personal level, I'm doing fine. You know, That's good. In, in fact, uh, my whole life, it used to be, you know, football would happen and then you'd have the Super Bowl. And then there was nothing. Right. There was there was no there was, there was no football until July. There it no helps news. a little bit that we're in Buffalo right now. I will say I will interject and say it helps we're in Buffalo because a we don't have a baseball team, b we don't have a basketball team, and c our hockey team wasn't doing too hot before this thing. So right. even if this thing wasn't going on, we wouldn't be too sporty and uh, peppy anyway. So that definitely yeah, helps. And- so yeah, I'm I'm doing fine in that respect, based on those exact things that you just said. You know? <laughs> I think it's like eighty percent of it. Twenty percent of it is like, oh, I'm a human being, can survive without sports, no problem. But yeah, I'm gonna miss the Olympics this year. Unreal. Like, honestly, Summer I'm, Olympics I'm are the best, and they I, just brought in skateboarding, which like, I was always into skateboarding culture. Was never really into skateboarding itself, but always yeah. watched skaters and always was into the whole culture behind it. And they finally added it to the Summer Olympics years ago. They announced that this would be the Olympics. They added it. And I was looking forward to that for years. And it's just knowing how hard yeah. people train for it too. It's just like, how are they going to bounce back from that? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, putting it off a year is a huge deal with it. They have small, small windows of, you know, some of those, if, especially if you're in your like, say late twenties and this is your first Olympics that you've been invited to. It's just like, yeah, whew, yeah. I can't even. Yeah. Imagine. And then, 
sponsorships and I mean all that you know a lot of companies aren't going to have money for sponsorships and stuff like that and add to it that those athletes are only eating pasta rice and potatoes right now it's just like that's not going to help it's all a mess but yeah so that that's what I think that's my biggest disappointment is I really enjoy uh for me it's always swimming I always enjoy you know that stuff like was it 12 years ago now Michael Phelps that was so amazing to watch incredible my gosh you and know. people use him as an example. Well, like, oh, you only, you know, it's not like you only make it to one Olympics. Phelps went to like three different ones, four different ones, and won gold medals at each of them. It's like that was a freak of nature. Like right. a lot of these people only get invited to one or two. So like if you make that window that small, it's scary, you know? Yeah. You yeah. Know, so that's, that's, of... that's my main complaint is there's no Olympics this year, which is too bad. Right. And, uh, you know, we're wishing on lucky stars here that football remains. That's another thing. Like what if this quarantine was in September? That's a whole different story. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the NFL can afford to actually pay off the virus to go away. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Okay, virus, how much is it going to take? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as it doesn't involve, you know, CTE isn't one of the symptoms of the virus. So they'll, you know, do whatever they can Ooh. to stop it. There's some shade. <laughs> Shout out to if Roger, if you're listening. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a quarantine. Everybody's tired of you know, talking about that. They're surrounded by it. Let's talk a little bit about owning businesses in Buffalo. Um, it's why sure. you're on here. You know, that's how we met. So let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, this is an introduction, however many minutes into the show, about Dell. Dell Reed is one of the co-founders of Bill's Mafia, and he also owns and operates a company called 26 Shirts, if you were unaware. Uh, tell us about 26 Shirts. What do you guys do? Uh, at 26 Shirts, we sell a different... Buffalo themed t-shirt every two weeks, 52 divided by two is 26. That's where the number comes from. And for every shirt we sell, we donate a portion back into the community. Typically it's to a family with a medical need who uh, needs assistance paying their medical bills. And it's, Uh, you know, when you break it down, sorry to interrupt, but when you break it down, it's only a few bucks per shirt. So you're like, okay, yeah, he's raising some money for the community. I looked this morning because you have a live ticker on your website of how much to date that you guys have raised. This morning, it was at $740,200. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's insane. It's unfathomable how much money you guys have raised and how much good you guys have done. It's incredible. Um, it's inspiring too, which is the biggest thing. Um, and it's only, you know, it's only going to get better. You guys are constantly learning and growing, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, thank you for the kind words there. It really is. We get a lot of credit for other people's generosity is what I always say, mm-hmm. because, you know, we can put the shirts out there on the internet and say, Hey, buy a shirt. But unless somebody actually does it, mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually believe in what we're doing, then it doesn't matter. You know? So, mm-hmm. um, I feel like Buffalo is the perfect city you know, to do something like this. It's such, you know, the city of good neighbors is so much more than just some clever little tagline that you see on the 33 or wherever you're driving, entering the city. It's so much more than that. It really is like the DNA of really Western New York. Right. And um, it's just awesome to be a part of this community. I love it. Um, I love, I love being able to help. I love, you know, this all started from the whole Bill's mafia thing. I I mean, I I was going to say, how does the, how do those timelines line up? Uh, Bill's Mafia started around 2011, and then okay. I had this idea in 2013. Okay. So but through Bill's really Mafia, you were, to my understanding, you were producing some apparel, to my knowledge. Like, I know it yeah, wasn't just, too serious, but it was yeah. like, uh, at least you just learned random. a little bit. So when you went into 26 shirts, you had some sort of background. Yeah, it was just, you know, r- random shirt ideas that I would put out there and you know, if, you know, some of them would take off and it was kind of, it was really fun just to see the, the counter every day go up. Cause mm-hmm. I would, you know, with those back then, um, I was using like Teespring or something to, for the majority of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And all the money I made would go to the, whatever we we're helping, you know? So, um, it, was, it really was just, I wanted to help people and stuff. Right. So, um, and then at what point did you realize, Oh, I could do this. I could raise money. I could do, you know, my dream, which is, just helping out people, but I could also use this to support my own family. And, you know, that's when I got laid off from my job. (laughs) You had to make it work. You had to make it work. Time to make it work. Really. Um, I got, when I got laid off from, from Roswell in 2015, I had been doing 26 shirts for a couple years at that point. Almost. It was like, we were like just a few months shy of two years. And 
I was going into work every day and all I was thinking, I mean, I was doing my job, I promise. But like, all I was thinking about was like, I really want to do this like with my life. Like right. I was just, I've always been a t-shirt honk, always, you know, loved this city and the teams. Uh, and I've always loved helping people. So for me, this was like the perfect marriage of like everything I love and maybe I can do what I love and continue to stay alive mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? and feed my family and stuff. But that transition, did it naturally happen? And did you use that kind of like fire you had inside your soul to kind of like make it happen? Or did you make drastic changes or kind of, did it just kind of happen naturally? All, all of that. <laughs> In all of that. It's so, funny how that works out. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I got, I got laid off from my job in, in, in 2015 and it's kind of funny how it worked out. Um, my wife was actually out of town with the kids, um, that day when I, she was in the process of driving down to Florida with my sister-in-law. It was like a, yeah, like a, like a summer trip that like my sister-in-law, they, they, she was moving to Florida. So they, um, basically they packed a van full of stuff and, um, Helped them you know, with the moves, and they're like, "Dell, you stay. You you go to work. You keep going to work. Everything's fine." Yeah, for sure. And I, I I'll be real. Like, I was not keen on getting into a van with like one, two, three, four, five, like six women. Right. And like, I was like, like, I'll watch the house. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on everything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so they were driving down, and the idea was, well, let's go to New York. Let's this which doesn't make sense geographically, but let's stop at New York City on the way down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, we'll stop there and we'll look at some stuff and then we'll go to Florida. So um, when I got laid off, I called my wife and the way that she tells her side of the story is she was actually at ground zero at the time I called. And, you know, I said, Hey, we got to talk. Mm. And she was like, I can't talk right now. Like, she's like, I'm at ground zero. I'm like, you need to walk away. We have to have yeah. a conversation really quick. What's? Well, I mean, she's already crying, so this is a kind of like it's kind of like a smooth transition, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I told her I was laid off, and the way she describes it is, you know, she looked around her and she realized, like, okay, in the big picture, this grander is not, scheme, like, exactly. Like and, any and, other situation, she was she would have been in that would have been like a little more powerful, but seeing where she was and taking in everything, all the emotions flung. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, really, I really feel, you know, people that follow me on Twitter, they know that I'm a God guy, you know? So like, I really believe that God arranged it that way so that when I called her, like he gave her that ability to bring in that perspective a little bit. So, um, and another way that worked out is her not being there. It kind of prevented us from sitting at the dining room table that night, kind of like wringing our hands going, Oh, what are we going to do? What are right. we going to do? I was able actually to like, hit the ground running a little bit, you know? So, uh, my partner, Dan Giganti, mm-hmm. um, who's awesome. Shout out, to Dan. <laughs> Shout out to Dan, like my brother. Um, he, he said, all right, well, he had me over for dinner that night and we started talking about like, well, maybe you can do this now. Right. All these ideas that were festering inside your head and you're kind of just daydreams are kind of, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, talked to my wife, you know, obviously before, jumping into it. Cause I could have posted for another job at Roswell, you know, it's a state union and everything. And, um, I could have done that, but I looked at it at the time I was 39 and I looked at it as I don't want to be 49 or 59 or 69 or whatever. Look back and think I could have made the t-shirt thing work. So, you know, basically agreed with my wife that I was going to try and do this full time. Dan owns another business, 19 ideas, local PR marketing um, firm here in Buffalo. So for, for the two of us, it was kind of like a hobby business, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, so Christy and I decided let's give this a year. And if after a year or sooner, if it's apparent that it can't work, um, I'll go back to the grind and I'll, you know, get a, you know, apply for another job at Roswell if I can get back in there or whatever, right. you know, whatever, you know, God has for me. So um, the way it worked out though, is I started doing it full time and within six months I had to hire somebody because the work was too much. So it really just needed somebody full time to look after it. Right. And it's since then it's just been a, an upward path, you know, and I have done my best to, you know, provide a product that is the absolute top quality that I am able to provide customers. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've just, you know, I've really done everything I can 
to make sure that every part of the experience is something that people want to be a part right. of. Right. And you're releasing something every two weeks. So it's, and it's limited edition. So it's like, it's refreshing. It doesn't feel like the same thing over and over when you're trying to sell the same shirt for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, that goes a long way. Yeah. And nowadays it's more than just once every two weeks. Like we're doing something different every week. Now. Right. Especially with um, Bean when he gets on the tables, it's just like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how it all happened. You know, that's I was great. working as a web developer at Roswell. Um, had so this you had all these little the- things that you were good at already that you had to do for your job, and you had all these little daydreams, and you kind of put them all together and made it work. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. You know, my whole life, I feel like, was preparing me to do this. And who knows? I don't know what God has in store for me. This might be preparing me for something else. Right. And you've been, you know? I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, cage cage the idea but essentially for the last since the inception what you said 2013 of 26 shirts yeah you've been doing the same thing you've been putting out 26 or more shirts a year but Mm -hmm. you probably still learn every single day oh yeah absolutely absolutely any business owner knows that you cannot you there's there's no time for video games right there's no time for recreation um in a lot of ways um at least based on how what i knew it as when I worked nine to five. Right. You know? I think some people um, think when you start your own business and you're in control of everything, that means, oh, it's not nine to five anymore. It's shorter. It's like much, much longer. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's 12 to 12 really yeah. is what it is. Like, I And when you're not physically doing work for 26 shirts, I'm sure you're thinking about it. Always. I'm yeah. always thinking about it. Always thinking of um, what, what can we do to augment what we're doing now to, to help people more? What other projects can we get involved with? Yeah. Um, what would be a cool pun on that guy's name <laughs> exactly you know, it's always in the things. back of your mind subconsciously or consciously it's just yep. insane and people don't realize that um yeah it brings a lot out of you but it brings your best traits out of you i mean you're like i said you're using all these crafts that you learned along the way in 39 years and you're putting it to one thing and that one thing is creating jobs for people creating money for you know charitable foundations and people that need it most and also supporting a family it's like incredible yeah, it's. I feel really blessed that somehow this is working, mm-hmm. honestly. Because um, my whole life, I always felt, no matter what job I was in, I always felt like I was a little bit misemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's, like I wasn't really, not to make it all about me, but like I didn't feel like I was being fulfilled, and I didn't always right. feel like maybe I was doing the best job that I could. Like if you had time. a choice, would you be there? Kind of thing. Like if you had your ultimate right. choice, is this your dream job? Kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and so I feel incredibly blessed to be able to do this. And everybody can relate to that. But that being said, don't quit your job tomorrow and start a business unless you are ready to grind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I tweet about that a lot. Like now and then, like it's always like 11 o'clock at night. I'm laying in bed and I start feeling like really inspired. I start putting out these like tweets or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's always of the vibe of like, you know, stop what you're doing right now and do what you love. Exactly. And, and then you're like, and, wait a second. But I'm like, but, but, but think about it before you do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or, you know, make sure that there's a net to catch you. And if there isn't, then build a net so that you yeah. can jump, you know? So. Yeah. People look at left sometimes from the outside. I know my, like, at least my close friends are always like, oh, you like post on Instagram. That's what you guys all do. Like you post other people's art, like art on Instagram. Like how hard could it possibly be? It's like the four hours that you don't see. Like, first of all, we have, me and Melissa both have full-time jobs. So that takes up most of our day on top of sleeping. And then for those other extra four or five hours a day, we're constantly, constantly thinking about Leffert and how we can grow it, future projects, ideas, content, engaging with people around town. It's just like, it's nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't have it any other way, right? No, this is how I want to, be. I mean, I would have another way. I would love for it to be my full-time, but I want it to get oh, to for the sure. point where it provides for us. Oh, and, no doubt. But I mean like that, that four or five hours, like, right. You don't, you don't want to be doing something else. You no, what you want to do. That's what we want to do. And if we keep this pace, I, we fully believe that we will get to what we want to be. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of grinding, but we'll get there. We know it. The timing is always perfect. Right. Yeah, that's one thing I've learned. I wanted to touch on two things too, that you talked about during the whole process of 26 shirts and where it's come. Um, <clears throat> The simple thing of I don't I don't mean to bring up your age, but you were thirty nine when you started twenty six shirts. Yeah, I think there's a common misconception amongst people that you need to know what you want to do, or you need to be in place to do what you want to do, like within the college years or fresh out of college. And oh my gosh, how wrong is that? Oh my gosh, I, I am the living embodiment of life begins at forty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, like seriously, like 
I, you know, I got laid off from Roswell just, uh, you know, four months shy of my, my 40th birthday. And really life is such a growing process to, to, to think, I mean, God bless anybody that is 20, 25 years old and, and knows like, this is who I am. Right. I know all my, myself inside and out, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like if, if that's the case, awesome. I, that's not the path I took. Right. <laughs> you you get a little head start, but that's not necessarily like, you know, social constructs and stuff you're used to seeing in the past and judging how you should live your life based on how, oh, this person started their company at 18. I need to do that at 18. It's just like, no. Yeah. Life is long, you yes. know, hey, life is long and there's a lot of um, turns and everything that happens. Um, if you choose to look at it, you know, happens for a reason. If you choose to look at it that way, everything that happens, just this whole virus thing right now, there's good and there's bad, right? You know, and, and yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying, and what are you going to learn from it? You know, mm-hmm. constantly grow. Our biggest mission is to grow every single day, whether it's a tiny little bit or it's a lot. It's just like never, you know, never digress at all. And, um, yeah, it's just you get out of it what you put into it. And I know that's such a cliche saying of people who are, you know, I've done this in the past, but it's it's very true. Like if you grind and you put all your time and you put all of your passion into it, most importantly, you'll make it work. But it might not happen in a year. Like take oh, yeah, your baby steps sure. and do whatever it needs, you know, whatever you need for it to take and it'll come. Absolutely. And it, it, it's not going to look like how you imagined it, but it'll come. Exactly. Exactly. Um, two more things I want to talk about 26 shirts. Sure. One thing is a fine line, thin ice skating around copyrights. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we've had this conversation in person a lot of times. That's why we both can chuckle about it. Um, do you have advice for people who maybe want to, who are in a similar situation of like, they don't know whether they can use anybody else's image or likeness or anything like that. What have you learned throughout the years of 26 shirts? Cause you base a lot of your designs around, um, not pop culture, sports culture, whatever. Um, do you have any advice for people trying to do the same? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, just because somebody else has done it mm-hmm. doesn't mean they were allowed to do it. It means they got away with it. Right. So I, I've seen a lot of things like, well, how can they get away with that? Well, that's that's all. That's what it is. They're right. getting away with it. Mm-hmm. They haven't been caught, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so if you look at like our shirts, and admittedly, some of our early stuff was a little infringy. It was honestly because of ignorance. Right. And I've received some letters through the years that right. really kind of helped coach me up in terms of what I can do and can't do. Right. And nobody wants a letter. Kind of, nobody. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so I've learned a lot of you know what I call like where the minds are in the minefield mm-hmm. in terms of what I can do and can't do. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. So how do I get around it or whatever? I, I wouldn't say I I'm getting around anything. I'm just, There's a um, lot of stuff that we talked about with past designs that you've asked permission for. So if you, if oh, you sure. ever feel like maybe you're crossing the line, that's when you should ask permission. Like, that's a that's a sign. That's a flag. If you feel in your heart like, oh, maybe this is you know pushing it, or I want some extra backing on this, it's just like, do your due diligence and kind of like you have so many free resources right in front of you. Like, it, there's no excuse not to. Yeah, trust your gut, right? Mm-hmm. And if it feels like you're making excuses to yourself, then that's because you're making excuses to yourself, right? And that's not how you want to run a business. Yeah. And so you know, as much as possible, if we do a design that's about a player, you try to make sure that. Uh, we try to get them to model it for us. We, right. we at least make sure that they're on board with it. You know, um, there's cases here and there, you know, if the bills sign a free agent or if, you know, something, you know, we'll, we'll do a shirt, like, believe it or not, I did not get in touch with Stefan Diggs to do a, you dig shirt, yeah. you know? Um, but I feel like that that's, I feel like that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, legally, I don't think he would be able to like give me like guff about it but I really hope so that when he, when he's here in Buffalo that we can work together on like another one. That's like much more about his personality and has his likeness. I don't do shirts to say like Stefan Diggs, Buffalo bills, With his face <laughs> like on that, it. you know, you know, um, and it goes a long way. I know it's touchy, but it goes a long way how much you're providing for people in need. So right. yeah, but in I the background of all of this is like, there's very good intentions. 
versus yeah, that, you can tell pretty quick what people's intentions are, you know? Yeah, that, that, that that's a hundred percent true. But, and I, but I, to that point though, um, I can't hide behind that. Right. You and know? I'm not saying you I, use it as a crutch in any way, but there is a lot to be said and it goes a long way. Yeah. And so I, you know, I really do try to make sure that like anytime we do something, you know, referencing a player that the player's on board with it, at least just gave us a thumbs up. You know what I mean? Hopefully he models it and, and tweets about it and shares because we want, we're trying to help somebody. That's why we're doing it. You know, here's something that goes unnoticed too, for a lot of people. So we dealt with similar situations with the game day series. So what we do, if you're unaware for last season, we started this, we, for every home game, the bills had, we designed a game day poster, kind of like a concert tour poster, where if you went to the game, this poster has a design and it's uh, game specific. It has the date on it and it has where it's being played city wise. And it's just kind of something to remember the game from. And, um, you know, if we took the easy route, we'd put the Bills logo on it and we put the Ravens logo on it when the Bills are playing the Ravens, you know. But from the get-go, I was like, that is, first of all, illegal. So let's not do that. <laughs> I know, like, we're so that's small. A, that's a great way to start. Yeah, first of we're all. so small time that I know the Pagulas aren't checking Lefren's Twitter for their next design. So I'm not worried about like, oh, well, there's a great chance that nobody would ever get in contact with me because we're so small. But at the same time, you know, you do due diligence, you know the laws. We worked around it. And in doing that, we pushed it as a completely unique project that you will never see anywhere else. Like mm -hmm. you can Google, like let's say in your, your, you make a Stefan Diggs shirt. Google Stefan Diggs shirt. You can buy a shirt that has Stefan Diggs face on it. You can buy a shirt that says Bills. You can buy a shirt that has the Bills logo on it. Millions of them. So there's something to be said about the uniqueness of skating around those copyrights and kind of making it totally unique where this is something you can't find anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I've always been into that my whole life, even before I even thought I'd start my own t-shirt company. Or yeah. Like bootleg do... stuff is cool. Cause yeah, it's yeah, different. Honestly, Cause it's I, different. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't want to say bootleg per se, cause that sounds <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's a know, negative but like, connotation for sure. But yeah, but we'll call it like third party. Stuff right. Is cool, right. There you go. Um, I've always enjoyed that since I was a kid. Like I, I don't want, this is myself, my own personal, I, I, you know, um, the Pagulas are listening. Hey, your, your stuff is awesome too. Yeah. It's your great. stuff's great. Go uh, skip awesome. forward 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't want the stuff that everybody else has. I want something that's unique. I want exactly. something that's clever. Yeah. Um, and so the, the person that enjoys the designs that come out from 26 shirts the most is me. Right. <laughs> is me. Like this is stuff that I enjoy doing. You know, um, I've, always like clever things. Whenever I would go to a tailgate, I'd always look for the most, you know, unique shirts or whatever, or, you know, um, stuff like that. So I know if I, if we took the posters and we threw a bills logo on and whoever they're playing logo, we might be able to sell, you know, more. And I know that, but it's just like, that's not what we are. That's not what we do. And, you know, you gotta kind of have to like stick to your guns and sell out is such like a cliche term, but it's just like, do what you believe in, be unique, Offer something you can't get anywhere else and it'll pay off in the long run for sure. Yeah, totally. Because the people that are buying your posters, like they don't, they can, they can go somewhere else. They can buy something that has a Bills logo on right. it if they want it, you know? And, but what you're bringing is like, basically you're doing something about an event that's happening and you're doing an artistic representation or an idea mm -hmm. of, you know, of, you know, it basically the event is kind of like the muse right. for this, you know, artistic expression. So. I, I love what you guys did. I love my posters. I appreciate that. And Actually, I know yeah. that like at some point in the back of our head, like subconsciously, there's always been the thought of like, you know, one day the bills are just going to do this. Cause like other teams I've seen do similar projects before. So it's like the bills could definitely just make their own posters, raise some money off that. But we would still have a lane because we're completely unique mm -hmm. and it's something different. And you know, yep. and it doesn't have bill stuff all over it. Like we are, Melissa and I are huge, huge, huge Bills fans. That's how we met. Being Bills fans is how we met. So that being said, we don't have a single piece of like Bills memorabilia hanging around the house just because like we're kind of weird about like aesthetic and like everything matching and there's nothing in our house that's blue and red. So <laughs> framing <laughs> these posters that we have that are completely unique and don't really like on first glimpse might not even scream Bills or scream football. It's just like, you know, it's... It which I love. Right. <laughs> I, that was kind of like the idea I mean, behind the whole thing. Half the shirts that we do aren't red, white, and blue. I, I love the fact that it's a, it's a shirt that's about something that I love, but exactly. it's not like... Like if you know, you know, but if you if you don't know, exactly. you're like interested in finding out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's intriguing. 
Uh, but yeah, people need to realize some of this because when they're starting companies, they don't really know how to like, you know, skate those waters. Just do your due diligence, do some Googling. It'll go a long way, you know. And yeah, I mean, listen it, to advice. But, it, but a lot of people that are doing it, they're just doing it for the money. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're That's why I kind of skated around like the whole thing with you with, you know, your intentions are great. And I'm not going to sit here and name names, but you know when you see something and you learn about somebody's business when the intentions are different, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and whatever, that's fine. Everybody's you need to, to pay your bills. So I completely, I'm not looking down at anybody for doing mm-hmm. whatever they need to do to make a dollar. I completely get it, but yeah, it's different so. for sure. Um, so other than our own companies, let's stop talking about ourselves for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buffalo growth in general, you've lived here your whole life to my understanding. Yes. Okay. Are you seeing improvement each year? Like how is Buffalo, how different is it from when you were a child growing up till now? Oh my gosh. When I was growing up, like nobody was proud to be from Buffalo, you know, like it's despite the commercials of Buffalo proud. Despite, yeah. Besides talking proud. Yeah. I mean, they had to make those, those commercials to tell people you should be proud. Right? Yeah. They had to like but, convince you, but um, it just, like in the past 10, 12 years, like the, the tide has so completely turned. Um, I think Michael Scott said it best when he say, Oh, how the turntables have turned. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those things where like in more than just Buffalo too, when cities grow like that, it's exponential. So like you won't see much growth in the first, you know, 10 years and then it grows exponentially in a decade and then it grows exponentially every year. And then it almost like exponentially grows every single month. You know, it gets smaller and smaller, Mm -hmm. that window of growth. And it seems just from the outside, I've lived in all over the United States. Um, I grew up in Buffalo, moved away when I was in middle school, uh, moved to a couple of different states in between and was always intrigued and always visited Buffalo and wanted to move back. Finally did. But I've seen growth and just watching from the outside. And even since I've been here, I've seen growth and we've only been back since it'll be a year in next month. That's so cool. You guys hit the ground running. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of one of those things that was just like, explore while you can. We're always going to end up in Buffalo. That was both like both of our, like we didn't, we haven't even known each other for long enough, but we've always had those thoughts between the both of us. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So this city has just completely changed. Uh, I mean, even not to go back to 26 shirts, but like this company, I don't think could have existed. It couldn't have existed 20 years ago just because of social media. Right. Um, and even like the web and all that was such a state of relative infancy. Um, but not only that, in Buffalo, you, there wasn't a there wasn't a plethora of Buffalo Pride T-shirts available because nobody was looking to wear shirts that repped Buffalo so right. hard, you know. Um, and now, like we're one of so many here. There's, I feel like there's a different T-shirt company showing up locally like every week, you know. And more than just like brands and clothing, you just see like musicians and artists. Mm-hmm. For so long, I think the perception was, and it still is. Um, but at a smaller scale, like if you want to make it, quote unquote, like go to New York City, go to L.A., you know, you got to move out. But a lot of people are staying grounded and kind of like using their roots as like, oh, I can grow here. And it'd be mm-hmm. like almost unique in that. Like if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. <laughs> you stole that. <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, for my generation, we had the Goo Goo Dolls and we had Ani DeFranco. And then <laughs> that was it. Right. And now you look at like so much that's going on. It's just, it's awesome. I love it. I love it here so much. I love that I'm raising my kids here. I just hate snow. Yeah. Like, the snow's tough, off. but I mean, this is our first year being back and we definitely got spoiled because where was oh the snow? That, <laughs> compl- no complaints. Yeah. No complaints. I literally could have counted. I mean, we're in Elmwood village, so I know North towns definitely get hit a lot less than the South towns, mm. but um, I don't know. I feel like I can count on my hands and toes. How many times it snowed this year? Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I told people we uh, moved here from Seattle, have a lot of friends in Portland, and they just they got just as much snow, and they were ragging on us for moving to where the snow was, and they got just as much. And when they get it, their whole city shuts down. <laughs> so it's yeah, right. Much worse I think for give, them. You know, in, in defense of them, given a, a long enough timeline, like they're going to have the last laugh on you, but yeah. not this year. <laughs> yeah, until that earthquake hits, they will for sure. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> the tsunami. Uh, okay, so that's Buffalo. Uh, is there anything Buffalo can do better? Like I know people are so good for the most part of, you know, helping small businesses grow, but do you see any improvement? Like there's still room to grow, right? 
Oh my gosh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. There's, there's, there's so much more. And you know, there's so many people that are, are now it seems like, like yourself, like people are moving here instead of the opposite. Um, so I, I think so. I, I, I think that there's still so much more that can happen here in, in Buffalo that hasn't happened yet. I agree. And Amazon definitely takes away from some of the stuff we're trying to grow here because it's so easy to order everything off Amazon. It's there in a day and some of the times it's cheaper. But you can't sit there and complain about all the places going out of business and Buffalo being in turmoil, this and that. And you got to support some of the local businesses, you know, making this uh, the heartbeat. Yeah. As much as I can, I try to make sure that, you know, any purchase I make is from somewhere local. I say that and I order a lot of stuff from Amazon. Yeah. No, (laughs) us too. There's no way around it. Right. But, um, but, but even when it comes to like dining out, like I'm I'm not a big fan of chains. I'd much rather support a, a, a business that is, you know, supporting a family, yeah. that, you know, from the top down. Mm-hmm. So um, that said, you know, there's, there's, you know, I don't mind, you know, Burger King and all that jazz, <laughs> but, but even, Fair even enough. my taco, like, you know, they're local. It's, of course. it's all good. After a couple of beers, I understand. <laughs> Completely understand. 